Welcome to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management, a full hour of expert advice on gold and silver bullion and natural fancy color diamonds. With us in studio today, Paul Wiseman, president of Guildhall, vice president Jeremy Wiseman, and Darren Long, senior analyst with Guildhall. The numbers you need to know, one 214 online at guildhallwealth.com. Hi, guys. Good afternoon. Good to see you. Good to see you, John. How are you doing? Excellent. Waiting for the, uh, the update off the top. What well, say you? Yeah, this is a great week. Listen, gold and silver held in there very well. And, uh, of course, as we're taping the show right now, gold's improved uh, uh, slightly during the course of the day. We're taping on Friday. But during the week, a little bit of retracement in the price. We're now at about 1390 just shy of 1400 uh, So really not really too much different from last week where we were when we taped the show. Silver had a great week, a slight improvement over last week. We were taping the show at around 2365 and the price improved to about $24 an ounce as we're taping the show right now. And uh, again, the importance of retracement. Prices do come down. We have meetings. We talk about it on the show all the time, of course, but there seems to be a relationship between when we have these G20 meetings out there with all the heads and superpowers uh, meeting to discuss nothing and the, the price of silver and gold coming down slightly. So this week we saw some retracement, which is healthy. We had an options expiry end of month, if you will, roll into the next month. So, of course, you get a little bit of selling pressure on both gold and silver, but both picked up very nicely and the slack is tightening. So what we're seeing right now is base building. We're seeing all of those gaps between where the bottom was at 18 and where we are now at 24, for example, in silver. We're seeing those gaps get it filled up now with buyers and uh, people that are willing to buy at slightly lower prices. And that is technically a great sign. So I like seeing that. We get to the month end of August. We have a lot of mixed data in the housing sector in the U.S. in particular. Employment sectors, jobless claims over the course of the month, they held completely steady. Uh, there was zero improvement, really, that, that's noticeable. Uh, anything that was an improvement week over week was negligible. But uh, U.S. data on uh, pending home sales, it fell over the month 1.3%. Durable good orders, as we talked about last week, were down on the month. And also factory orders were down on the month by 2.4%. Now, consumer confidence picked up slightly on the month, month over month. But again, that's coming from a dip that they had uh, during the very late part of July and early part of August, which saw it at one of its lowest parts of uh, well, the last three, four years. Last week, they, or this week, they were supposed to create about, the statistics were for about 180,000 jobs, yet they only created 169,000, which is down 11,000. And the funny story is, which is in CNBC, is that they're saying the statistics are down due to the porn industry <laughs> because two of the major players got HIV and they supposedly lost 22,000 jobs. Uh, very hard to believe, but they do come up with some stuff every week. Because well, everybody in that industry obviously pays taxes and they're on you know regular payroll. Oh, like of course, <laughs> right? of course. Yeah, I mean, listen. If you look, if you look at the price, though, we're we're extremely happy where we are. We're being given opportunity to get buyers into the market. If you're listening to the show, you've been following the price. Now's the time. This is the time to pull the trigger. And proof in the pudding. People look for lower prices, and if we go back to just yesterday and today, Thursday and this morning, Friday, the market in silver, as an example, did retrace, and in fact, overnight, got all the way back down to $23 an ounce, but... If you don't have your money on the table, if you're not prepared to take advantage of it, this is how quickly the market rebounds and recovers. And within the span of three, four hours, most people really can't take advantage of it. You have to be with a firm like Guildhall that can actually help you to pull the trigger and to put something aside. In fact, we can help you buy out of regular hours in certain circumstances with specific orders. 
And really, I mean, we got to stick stick to the fundamentals here. When you're looking around, and uh, you see debts being created all over the place, you see money being printed all over the place. You either have a debt bubble, or you have the potential for hyperinflation. And ultimately, gold and silver are have a thousands of year track record in conserving in conserving wealth. So I think that's a, a big part of this whole thing is that the situation is is looking untenable. Um, at, at best here because there's only so much money you can continue to print. So you could be on the inflation, the deflation side of things. Ultimately, it comes down to conserving your wealth, and I think that's where gold and silver are probably the best play. Of course, you got to remember as well, seasonality is is a bit in play here. Uh, typically in the fall, stock markets don't do as well, and gold and silver and other commodities do start to do well at this time of year. You mentioned uh, pulling the trigger to get the investing going, Darren. The, the uh, number, by the way, one eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven and guildhallwealth.com. You mentioned as well demand explosion, right? Uh, we talked about last week Canadian Mint, U.S. Mint, and this week India, again, uh, demanding more physical gold. Well, just to interrupt there, um, I was going through some you know previous shows that we did and going through some figures and statistics. Uh, one of the, the figures and statistics that I came up with was actually bank closings in the U.S., which was really interesting. Now, in 2008, 25 banks closed in the U.S. In 2009, that was the start of the subprime, 140 banks got taken over by the FDIC. That's the Federal Deposit Insurance. In 2010, we're still on this same row, 157 banks closed in the States. In 2011, 91. In 2012, 50. And this year, we've got 20 banks where everything's supposed to be booming. Everything is great. Still 20 banks have closed. Now, who takes over those depositors in the larger banks? So we've got 71, 61, 328, 460, you know, almost 500 banks closed in five years in the U.S. Now, what are people doing, the normal depositor? They are buying gold and silver. We've had record amounts of product being bought from gold and silver eagles from the u.s mint and gold and silver maples from the canadian mint you got any figures on those statistics darren well the royal canadian mint we'll get back to the indian demand in a minute because it's just as exciting but the royal canadian mint has just this week reported a surge in revenue and profitability for the second quarter of 2013 they said that revenue increased by some 93.8 percent uh to 1.05 billion uh, and of course, profit increased the same ninety three percent to eleven million. So this represented the first time in the mint's history that quarterly revenue exceeded one billion, and it's a sharp decrease in bullion demand. I mean, obviously that's pretty clear. Uh, and again, this is from soaring demand, primarily for their silver products. Uh, there was about a one hundred forty four percent jump in gold maple leaf sales over the same period last year, over this past, uh, up until this point in the year, and a 60% surge in the sale of silver maple coins uh, over last year. And again, this surprises nobody in this in this setting right here because we have all seen this happen and transpire time and time again. And if you look to India, it's a perfect example. They've made it so difficult for people to import gold. They've put such high tariffs and they're taxing the gold like crazy, trying to support their rupee, their currency and uh, trying to stop the economy from going crazy because, of course, gold is certainly something that they buy a lot of. And it's what it's done is it's spurned a huge rally in, in silver. And, in fact, that those import restrictions have made it so hard for people to get gold 
and get it in there that now over the last quarter, silver has started to surpass gold in terms of total demand, which, you know, if you look at Indian uh, silver imports have doubled year over year. So it's a big year. And I mean, this is out of Thomson Reuters this week. And they estimate that India's total silver imports have more than doubled from last year, reaching nearly 3,000 tons in the first half of 2013, compared to only 1,900 tons all of 2012. So this tells us that the rest of the world is using silver as not only a store of wealth, a protector of wealth, but also as a currency. They're using it actually to store their wealth and to use long term. And I mean, this is happening all over the world. So uh, we used to talk about it and say it, but... Five years ago, if you walked down any street in Canada, tapped on the door of 10 people, probably none of them would own gold or silver or know very much about it. Now we fast forward to 2013, tap on those same 10 doors, and I'll bet you seven, eight people have heard about it. They read the headlines, they follow it, and it's exciting for them to do so, but about three of them own it. And that's the exciting part about this. We are selling physical bullion, gold and silver platinum and palladium. I think you're overestimating when you say three out of ten. I would say three out of a hundred. Three percent of the actual world's population own or know anything about gold or silver. So, you know, a one percent jump would take us to four percent, which would be a third increase in the amount of people owning. For four percent of the world's population were to own gold or silver, that would be a third jump. Silver right now we're trading at twenty-four dollars. Gold is around about thirteen ninety. Well, we'll take our first break here. When we come back, talk about how to buy bullion and some examples of what it would cost. Fiat currency as well, instability. Uh, what's it all about? Well, it's backed by only your trust. If it sounds scary, it might be. We'll talk to Darren about that. The numbers you need to know invest, one 214 or guildhallwealth.com. As well, catch a seminar. It's happening very shortly, September 19th, 7 to 9 p.m. at the Sheridan Parkway Hotel. That's Highway 7 in Leslie. You want to uh, book your seats online very shortly because it is limited seating. You can do that online at guildhallwealth.com. The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. The number is 1-877-214-1711 and guildhallwealth.com. Uh, Darren, before the break, we talked about uh, what it would cost, how you get uh, how you get investing going. How do you open an account with Guildhall? Well, opening an account couldn't be easier. There's three ways to do it. Number one, call up, take your product, whatever you want, if it's gold bars, if it's silver bars, which we recommend uh, as opposed to coins. We sell everything across the board. You can do that. You can take it home with you. Number two, you can open up an account with our firm. You can have it safely stored, securely stored, and insured. It's local storage. And, of course, you can buy and sell by telephone, which increases your liquidity, gives you an easier way to buy and sell, and also have the expertise of our team working for you alongside of that investment. And number three, you can take that a step further. There's an option called collateralized financing. Now, I may have the money available, let's say, to buy 1,000 ounces of silver, cost around about $25,000, $26,000. But if I want to take another approach, I could collaterally finance that investment. And for the same investment, for an outlay of around 9000 I would own control of 1,000 ounces of silver. I would benefit from the gain on that 1,000 ounces of silver. But... Uh, the outlay would be instead of twenty five thousand, about nine thousand. So again, a big difference in an approach you can take. That's collateralized financing. It's a concept of other people's money, and it's as easy as putting out thirty percent of the value of the bullion you're looking to invest in, whether it's a hundred thousand dollars worth of, of metal or a million. It really makes no difference. You can use that approach. One of the downsides of buying gold and silver when you take it home, your insurance uh, company 
uh, if you're going to put it in the basement or you know, even put it in a safer home, will probably only insure you for $1,000. So if you're buying, whether you're buying $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 worth of product, you're not going to get covered by your insurance company if that was to get stolen. So obviously this is where the depository, we came up with a depository because it's safe and it's secure, and we feel that this is one of the better ways to own gold and silver. You own it outright. It's physical. You can see it anytime you wish to see it. You make an appointment. We can arrange for you to visit it. Um, but it is secure. It's insured, whereas your product that you're putting in the basement is not insured, and it's dangerous, and you're leaving it open to all types of things. Yeah, I remember uh, a, a few years back, Darren and I did some research, uh, pulled out the microfiche, and uh, we were looking through articles from, two, uh, from uh, not 2008, from, uh, from um, 1980 to see what, what was occurring at the time. And, and clearly gold and silver were on fire. Uh, inflations were major concerns. Uh, war, there was the war with Russia and Afghanistan. There was the Iran hostage situation. I mean, these situations look very small in comparison or paltry to what's been going on in today's world. And also there wasn't world. all these stores where we buy your gold, we buy your silver. So if somebody breaks into your home, but, you know, they can take that product and take it virtually anywhere and sell it for, you know, 10 15% below the actual cost price. Uh, and it's going to happen. That product gets whisked away pretty quickly. So it's not smart to store it at home. It's smart to put it in a depository, or as Darren said, if you want to use collateralized financing, where you can finance up to you know seventy percent of your position. And within those articles, there was also a lot of articles about actual um, people having their their bullion stolen from their houses. So this isn't anything new. We're, there's nothing. There's no reinvention of a wheel here. The reasons for precious metals being in a bull market are because of inflation, because of dollar devaluations as, as countries continue to build debt. And there's a reason why uh, countries are, or central banks are, are net buyers of gold. You know, maybe not the U.S., but certainly China, certainly India, certainly Russia. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, you've got the industrial um, factor with 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 silver, it's a depleted resource. There's not a lot out of it. There's new products coming out every day that use it, whether it's batteries, whether it's medical because it absorbs bacteria, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, you know, you're looking at the fundamentals, but we're not reinventing the wheel. History is simply repeating itself, but in a in a much more intense way when you have a, a double the population, half a more than half less product. So, I mean, at the time in 1980, there was like three, billion, four, three, four billion ounces. We're down to less than a billion ounces of silver. Um, you know, we're throwing away trillions of dollars, throwing out trillions of dollars and, and, you know, you throw around numbers like trillions all the time, but there's less than a billion ounces of silver. So it becomes logical. Well, I mean, at this point in time, if you look at the market, the broad perspective, a handful of investors that have the right uh, amount of capital could literally turn the silver market upside down. Somebody coming along with 4 or $5 billion worth of capital to invest in the silver market would literally leave the market uh, without an answer in terms of delivery. I mean, expect delays. As we go on, we're finding it here as a firm that it's tougher and tougher to get a hold of product where it was once readily available. And most cases, you're getting the product you purchased the same day or next day. Now, for some product, there's up to two, three, four weeks of wait uh, to get that into the, uh, into the safe arrival. 
question. But you do have a uh, focus, as Jeremy said, on the fundamentals of the market. You have to look at what's happening around the world. And again, if you look at the media message, the media message is telling us that things like gold and silver are not smart investments. They don't pay dividends, for example. That's something I hear. It's a very common thing. But ultimately, uh, they don't tell both sides of the story. Unfortunately, I looked today in the paper, in one of our major uh, newspapers, and they published a story where they were talking about how uh, Barclays, one of the major banks in the world, was telling uh, the world in their analysis that the price of gold expected to go lower. And that's fine and dandy. It's telling one side of the story. But at the same at the same time, Societe Generale, which is one of the world's largest banks in France, is predicting that the price of gold may go to ten thousand dollars an ounce. Now, ten thousand. That's a bank. I mean, that's not somebody that's just you know, like Paul said earlier, a gold bug. You know, it's not somebody just tooting their horn or writing some book talking about self promotion. They're saying that this could go really to ten thousand an ounce over the next ten years. Well, people are extremely worried about fiat currencies. Countries are printing money. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's Europe whether it's U.S., uh, whether it's Great Britain, whether it's Canada, they are printing money. When you print money, you confiscate people's wealth, you dilute their capital. Uh, in Cyprus, a little while back, a couple of months ago, it's already been forgotten uh, that the actual they confiscated people's wealth. I mean, anybody that had more than 100,000 euros in the bank lost 20% of their position. If you owned gold and silver, you didn't get any of your positions stolen from you. Gold and silver is a hard asset. It is currency. It is money. It's been money for the last 5,000 years. And I can go into, you know, the history of it. But for 5,000 years, gold to silver ratio has been 16 to 1. Right now, we're about 60 to 1. We've been as high as 80 to 1. Uh, with silver trading right now at $24, if it dropped down to 32 to 1, uh, we would be at 90, uh, $48. If it went down to 16 to 1, we'd be at $96 silver. And in my opinion, I think silver's going to $60 within the next 12 months. Jeremy, you wanted to add? Yeah, not just Cyprus, but Poland just nationalized its retirement accounts as well. So it does come down to protecting wealth. And it, it's, you know... They, they say that gold's a relic, yet they put it on the front page of every business newspaper. And, you know, when you have the chairman of the Federal Reserve saying, I, I don't know why we even think about gold or talk about it. It means nothing to me. But yet it's part of the it's part of the conversation every single day. So ultimately, look, it's not a stock. It's not that typical investment. It's about the bedrock of your portfolio and understanding that the wealthiest people in the world have gold as, as their portfolio. Um, you know, there's lots of movies out there and it's always people going after golden vaults. Very few of it is going after paper, except for maybe Brewster's millions, which that million dollars wouldn't buy as much as it did back then. So ultimately the gold would be buying you a lot more. And this is what it comes down to is, is maintaining your wealth, having a bit of your portfolio or your funds or your wealth in these assets that we believe secure, secure your wealth for the long term. Whether it's inflation, deflation, um, you know, monetary volatility and all of these things that we're starting to see. So the untenable situation of all these events that are piling up, you got to protect yourself somehow. Our choice, our, our number one choice is, is gold and silver and, of course, natural fancy colored diamonds. 
But Brewster's Millions was Richard Pryor and John Candy. That alone is worth the weight of gold. Price. Yes, it, it was. was right there. <laughs> Absolutely. one 877 You mentioned uh, the front of every major newspaper. Darren, are the media playing a role in misleading buyers about gold and silver? Well, they are. I mean, that's the bottom line. They are. They're bouncing you from one side to the other, and they're not doing a good job of it. As I said earlier, Barclays came out and, and said basically gold is going to go lower from here, whereas Society Generale came out and said, no, no, it's going to 10000 an ounce. Play both sides of the coin. Don't just report one side. And the media does a great job of reporting the one side on the way down. But how many people realistically knew that the price of silver had risen some 700, 800% when it was up near $49 an ounce? Very few people knew that. People that were even calling in to us to get information had only been following it for a few dollars, maybe since 44, 45. And the reality is it had come all the way from 380 all the way up to $49 an ounce. And that's nothing short of an incredible move, which, uh, you know, Oprah performed pretty much 99% of the entire market world over. Well, the incredible thing is a $4 silver, it was tough to even sell it. You know, a $10 silver, we sold a lot more than at $4. A $20 silver, we sold a lot more at 20 than we ever sold at 10 And going up all the way to $40, $49. Right now, silver is trading at $24. It's an absolute steal. It's underpriced, undervalued. It's a hard asset. Jeremy said before, it's used in all types of technologies. It is an incredible, incredible investment. I like volatility in the market. You can make vol- you can make a lot of money when the markets are volatile. And silver is obviously silver and gold have obviously been volatile. Goldman Sachs helped to push the price of gold down. Um, you know, this was in May. Uh, they told all their clients to get out, get out. All of a sudden, within you know a couple of weeks, the market just went did a, a 180. In my opinion, it just moved up, moved up, moved up. And I think you're going to see $2,200 gold. I think you're going to see $60 silver. That's the markets. You can make a lot of money in these markets. Whether you want to take the product home, use our depository for easy liquidity, you can sell and buy gold and silver on a phone call. Whether it's a one-ounce bar of gold, 10-ounce bar of gold, whether you want to buy a 10-ounce bar of silver or a 100-ounce bar of silver, it's there for you to pick up. If you want to put it in a depository, it's very easy. And you can also use collateralized financing if you want to be a little bit riskier in these turbulent times and volatile times. You know, the geopolitical situation out there, Syria has pushed up the price of gold and silver a little bit, pushed up the price of oil. But really in the long, if you look at everything, it really hasn't made any difference. If you look at the tapering, they keep talking about tapering, cutting out of the U.S. buying. They're buying $85 billion a month in all types of securities, bonds or whatever. What's it going to get tapered down to? $80 billion? Does it really make any difference in the time of day? Every company on CNBC, on BNN, they're all you know, pushing stocks, stocks, stocks. The only people that promote are all the brokerage houses. All the brokerage houses are normally owned by the banks. They're pushing and pushing and pushing to get into the market. You never see hardly anybody saying, get into gold, get into silver. It makes sense. one 877 or guildhallwealth.com. If you like what you're hearing on the show every week, you can see these guys in person and get more advice from Paul, Jeremy, and Darren. The big seminar is happening on the 19th, 7 to 9 p.m., the Sheridan Parkway Hotel. That's Highway 7 and Leslie and Markham. Want to register online at guildhallwealth.com. Do it soon. Seating is limited. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk about natural fancy color diamonds and investing in a Guildhall color diamond. The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Get the investing starting now, 1-877-214-1711 or guildhallwealth.com. The other half of the show, guys, that I love, we talk about fancy color diamonds, Guildhall color diamonds. What do we got this week? 
Well, I'm actually excited about the Argyle Pinks. Um, if you go to our website, guildhalldiamonds.com, you're going to see a pretty nice selection of Argyle Pink Diamonds. Now, we only carry VS quality in Argyles. Or now, higher. Or higher. Or higher. Well, you very hardly ever get, a, them, but, get an IF. But we carry the VS quality. Now, this year's tender is about 56 diamonds that actually is starting next week in uh, Kowloon, Hong Kong, um, which is the Hong Kong jewelry show. The Argyle tender comes from Perth, Australia to Hong Kong, and they exhibit 56 of their finest diamonds that they've cut and polished for the year. Now, out of the 56 diamonds this year, there is only 11 diamonds uh, that are VS quality. Uh, Last year's tender, we actually got three. We procured three of the tender stones. Uh, One of them was a .50 princess cut that we had sold to a client that actually put it on their list as a requirement that they wanted it. Uh, We bought for ourselves a .81 VS Intense. It's up on the website. That stone right now is appraised at 200. Actually, it's appraised at over 400,000. We've got it on for 275,000. After this tender, which comes, it will be completed in the first week in October, we estimate that the stone that I've got up for 275 will be going for around about three and a quarter because every year these tender stones go up between 25-30%. Now, VS actually go up even more because they are so rare because the most of the stones that come from the Argyle mine are SI1, SI2 quality. Now, that doesn't make it a bad diamond, but it has a lot of inclusions. The Argyles are all about color. So we're looking again for about three or four VS tender stones this year. We're working with our partners out in New York, and we hope to get a few of the stones. If you really would like to get a list of the tender stones or the stones that are in this year's tender, I will be happy to send it to you, email it out to you. If you particularly are looking for one stone, we will try to bid on for you. But the Argyle Pinks are really right now are doubling every three to four years. Now, the average price for a natural fancy color diamond, they tend to double every four to five years. The Argyle Pinks are, are going up as much as three to four times uh, you know, the price within that period. Now, the better, the, when I say the better the stone, the better the color, the better the clarity, the bigger the size of the stone is going to put the price up. These stones are st- type of stones, diamonds that are really wanted, requested by collectors all over the world. When you get 56 diamonds going into a tender, that's not a lot of diamonds. That's a teaspoon teaspoon full of diamonds. The Argyle Mine produces 90% of the world's diamonds. The Argyle Mine actually produces one-tenth of one percent of the total. Of pink diamonds. Of pink diamonds. So they're extremely rare, extremely valuable. Every one of these diamonds is a masterpiece. It's It's a piece of art. Now, to own one, you know, we're looking at prices even now where we're paying doubling the price that we paid three years ago for certain caliber of stones, especially VS quality, especially intense and, you know, of cuts like emerald cut. Um, when we get this type of stone, oval cuts, we have a stone on right now, which I think is a fabulous stone. It's a 0.29. It's an oval cut intense. It's a VS2. Now, this stone is... In actual fact, we have on for $40,000. It's got a much, much higher appraisal. 
Uh, it's appraised at 89000 It comes not only with an independent appraisal, but it also comes with a GIA, and it also comes with um, the all the paperwork from the Argyle mine that you know that this is an Argyle diamond. This is an investment, in my opinion, spending $40,000. Within 10 years, this stone could easily be worth $200,000, $250,000. So if you're looking to retire, if you're looking for your kid's education, this is a terrific investment. $40,000 is really, really cheap for this type of stone. They're small. It's a 029 just under a third of a carat, but the stone is stunning, especially because it's oval. Oval gives off unbelievable colors, the scintillation, the hue, everything in, in this diamond is just perfect. And for someone out there, this would just make an unbelievable investment. Jeremy, you wanted to add something to that? Well, I think that it, it, you have to understand with, with diamonds, especially when you're buying such high-quality diamonds, is you, you don't get these... You don't see discounts. You don't see the price dropping at any time. You're constantly chasing after the price. So um, it's okay to watch the prices, watch the diamonds for a little while. I think, you know, a lot of people understand real estate, so it's easier for them to jump into the waters. Um, This is something that you kind of have to learn a little bit more about before you can feel comfortable jumping in. You wait too long, though. The prices definitely continue to rise. Every time we go to replace um, our collection, the prices are constantly higher. So uh, we see that that the value in this market is just one that it's exciting to be a part of because you just, you know, every... Every investor who buys, whether it's a, a junior mining stock or a major stock or they get into real estate, they want to see it go up right away. And in this, in this market, we've seen that consistently year in, year out. The prices do not fall. They just continue to rise. And so once you learn about it, you jump in, you can be happy. You can be excited. Now, with that said, it's not a fast market. You don't look to buy and sell tomorrow. Um, if you want to buy and sell in six months, you got to put in half a million dollars to find a diamond that that you can see those increases. But if you can hold on for at least five years, you'll see very good returns that you'll be happy with. So if you if you are looking to pay for for your child's education, 15 years from now, this is the type of thing that you want to look at versus maybe uh, a different type of investment that's cash related or or where there's very small returns. The, be- the beauty about going to Guildhall Diamond's website, not only do you see a picture of the, you know, the diamond, which is stunning, but you'll see an independent appraisal, and then you'll see a GIA, the original GIA, not photocopies, not saying that the GIA is, is not available. We have every stone that's on that website. This is not vaporware. This is the real product that we have, and we're, you know, Happy to show you the product. We're happy to teach you, educate you about buying a natural fancy color diamond. You know, there's lots of companies out there that do the bait and switch. Every diamond we have is available to you. And we're members of NCDIA. That's the National Colored Diamond Institute. And we belong to this institute that there's only about 40 members. Hmm. It's a very small field, and we are, you know, a player in this field. If you're not a member, don't just... If you're shopping for color diamonds and you're looking at members of the NCDIA for some feedback and they're 
looking at a, a you know potentially somebody who's not a member, I wouldn't buy Just with run. them. Just run. Yeah, I wouldn't buy with yeah. them. Simple. And likewise, this week we had a client who I contacted, and he had ended up buying a couple of diamonds from a competitor of ours, and that's fine. Um, that happens. That's normal. Uh, but when we talked about the quality of diamonds, what I quickly started to to realize is that number one, he didn't take the time to educate himself. He didn't take the time to spend any. Uh, any time delving into the finer points of how to buy the diamond, the right diamond, the cut, the color. He didn't have access to Nicole, that's for sure. And she's an expert in the diamonds, and she's willing to do that with anybody who wants to call the office. And furthermore, he bought his diamonds at auction. And unfortunately, what happens when you buy them at auction is you never know what sold or what didn't. How do you know that all of those diamonds that are being sold are actually being bought by real people and not, you know, somebody who's just putting in a bid for the sake? Yeah, jacking up the prices. You don't know. So unfortunately, he ended up overpaying for both of the diamonds he bought. I referred back to the original email I sent him with two pink diamonds in there, and he said, you know... I thought I was getting a better diamond. And if you don't ask, you're never going to find out. So it pays to ask the right questions, and it pays to be with somebody who is reputable like Guildhall. That's what makes the diamond worth the investment it is, and that's what's going to make you money long term. One other thing as well is that we show the GIAs, and the reason that we show the GIA, there is a plot of the diamond on the GIA. Now, what that shows you is if there's extra facets on that diamond – you know, one or two extra facets is okay because you put a cut of facet to look inside the diamond. But if you've got five, six facets, that's a lefty. In our trade, it's called a lefty. It's leftover. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the type of product that we buy. In the next segment, I'm going to try to tell people what they should look for. The number, one eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven or guildhallwealth.com. Remember, go to the website as well and sign up for the seminar happening September 19th. It's from 7 till 9 p.m. It's at the Sheridan Parkway Hotel Highway 7 and Leslie. We will recap the show. And Darren, I want to get back into fiat currency instability because we touched on it. And this thing uh, could be some scary news that you're going to be relaying out there. But uh, you guys will clear that up for sure. More of the Real Money Show coming up. The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. The number to start investing is one eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven online at guildhallwealth.com. You can also catch old shows on iTunes and uh, sign up for the newsletter, which will give you more details about very shortly. Darren, recap uh, everything with uh, silver and gold as well as fiat currency instability. Well, the week was good. Listen, the prices of both gold and silver had a couple of retracements during midweek up until uh, Friday morning, at which point both uh, – Gold and silver went back to their weekly highs. Uh, gold is hovering just below fourteen dollars, fourteen hundred an ounce right now. Silver just below twenty four dollars an ounce, and uh, both are doing very well. As I said earlier, what's happening right now is you're seeing support being built in slightly lower prices from here. That's a great sign. That is a clear technical indicator that there is a good launch point somewhere to step off of. It wouldn't surprise me if we do see a little bit of retracement here and there. Nothing major, maybe a percent or two difference on both prices. That is great buying opportunity. But as I said earlier, you have to have your money on the table. These are physical products. You can't just buy them on a whim. You have to have the paperwork ready. You have to be able to buy the product and get in the office to do it. Whether or not you want to buy today or whether or not you want to buy in a week from now, if you know you're going to buy, it makes good and perfect sense to open up the account and get the ball rolling. At least then you're ready to make that purchase when a good price comes along. 
The the other thing is as well is it's great to to own gold and silver, and it's really nice to to be able to afford to buy a natural fancy colored diamond. You know, prices at auction are, are fetching ridiculous prices: fifteen, nineteen, twenty-five, thirty million dollars. You know, for ten, twenty carat stones, we don't expect every one of our customers to come up with that type of scratch. That's a lot of money. But you can get into a one carat fancy in internally flawless stone for around about $11,000 as a starter. You know, we sell fancy, intense, and vivid. Basically, they're all internally flawless. That's what the type of product that we try to find. Nicole Snipman, who is a GIA graduate, she is a diamond grading expert, and she helps us to find and meet the classifications and certifications that we really need when we're putting a diamond out there. The four C's really come into play. The color, which is really important, is the first thing that you look at when you buy a natural fancy colored diamond. The second thing is is the clarity, which means is it internally flawless or is it a VVS1, VVS2, VS quality. Third thing is the, the cut, uh, which is really important. Certain cuts bring out the fire, the scintillation in a diamond. So whether it's an emerald cut, whether it's a brilliant, a round cut, um, you know, whether it's a cushion or whether it's a radiant, whether it's a pear shape, these are all important to the diamond. And finally, it's the carat weight. We don't sell less than a carat in a yellow. Pinks are really hard to find over a carat. So we range from basically 0.22 is the minimum that we will sell up you know, upwards. And in blues, we actually only do internally flawless um, because these are the stones that people really want for investments and we go out of our way to buy it. So it's not a bad idea if you have the funds, if you've got a your stock portfolio that's full of dogs and you're waiting for it to come back, guess what? They're not going to come back in most cases. Get out of it. Get into something that's got a proven track record, gold, silver, and natural fancy color diamond. We can put a whole package together for you. This is the way to go. If you're looking to retire, you're looking for your kid's education, give us some numbers. Let people get in, get into this market. That number, Paul, one eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven or guildhallwealth.com. Jeremy. Well, it's it, you know what Paul's discussing is is the the basics. The the four C's are the basics, and if you at least understand that, you're you're well on your way. Of course, when we're looking to acquire uh, colored diamonds for our collection, which we're going to be um, helping other collectors get into the market with, we go a lot deeper than just the four C's. Mm-hmm. So that's what Nicole's there for. Um, and then there's also the the um, the things that you can't grade it's it's those those uh those mysterious things that 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 you just need a good eye for you need a good feel for and you need partners to to give you get you in front of good quality diamonds that just have a good cut where the cutter's just done something much more better you know i've seen diamonds with perfect grading reports and they're just clunky they they just don't have that that je ne sais quoi that you're ultimately looking for that trust me the next buyer is going to be looking for so there's a lot more than just the four c's that go into making these diamonds special that go into making these what we would call quote-unquote investment grade Mm. Uh, that's why we that's why we go to such lengths to get those and that's why we own every single diamond that we sell we stand behind uh what what we're what we're collecting and we give a money back guarantee and as jeremy said you know it's not just the four c's there's two other c's one c is certificates and appraisals, which you must have when you buy a natural fancy color diamond or whether you're buying any diamond. Make sure you get a certificate and appraisal and you're dealing with somebody that is transparent in everything they do. And the final C is these diamonds are a currency. 
That is the sixth thing. It's a currency. It can be traded in any currency. It can be sold in euros. It can be sold in, in pounds sterling, Canadian dollars, U.S. dollars. It can be sold in yen. When you want to sell that diamond, we will get the best price for you. Put it back up on our website. We have lots of collectors that love to buy the diamonds. Every diamond that I buy, I know I'm going to get back somewhere down the road. Why would I sell something that doesn't meet our classification of a, of a beautiful diamond? We're not going to try to buy something just for the sake of it and sell it to a client and hope we're never going to get it back. A lot of times we want those diamonds because they're so hard to find. It's getting harder and harder to find the most beautiful, stunning diamonds in the world. Jeremy, you mentioned uh, during the last segment that you know if you want to spend half a million dollars and flip it in six months, that's you know that's a needle in the haystack as far as a client. For the regular Joe comes to buy a diamond, you mentioned ten years. Still, I mean, you know, you save your whole life with an RSP for thirty years, and when you go to to milk off it, you end up paying tax on it. It just it turns out to be a boondoggle. Ten years is nothing for an investment for a diamond. Yeah, exactly, and and uh, it's that's why most clients who've purchased one diamond end up buying multiple diamonds. Uh, you know, I was at a, a an opening last night for um, a great new company that they're they've cre- they've helped the secondary market for Canadian art. Uh, for traditional Canadian art, which means there, there's a market there, but they're helping people connect to that. And, and I saw a lot of similarities in terms of when you when you are dealing with a certain quality and it's a certain niche, you need to provide that other step, which is what happens when you want to sell. And that's what this company is doing. They're simply matching all of their buyers from their 30 years of experience in the gallery industry, dealing with Canadian art and matching up buyers with other buyers. And that's what we do at, at Guildhall as well. The first step is you have to get into the market, of course, and make money on, on get that increase in value with your colored diamond. Let's uh, for a moment, uh, Darren, flip back over to gold and silver. You mentioned fiat currency in uh, fiat currency instability. Well, yeah. So the question of the week. I mean, we had a, a question from a, a buyer come in, and he simply asked, "What is backing our paper money?" Mm-hmm. You know, and and the answer is very simple: nothing. Right. It has been a long time since anything has backed a major currency in the world. In fact, if you look at the reserve currency, the U.S. dollar, nothing has backed that currency since 1971, when Nixon was still president. That is a long time, and in reality, if if you look back at the last hundred years, historically, the best uh, situations economically that we have seen uh, have been when the fiat currencies have been backed by gold. Emerging markets are having problems. There's a ton of issues on the table. You're seeing the Indian rupee suffer because of it right now. Uh, the the Indonesian rupiah that's suffering, and again, that's going to go on and on. Even the Canadian dollar fluctuates like crazy over this last week because of it. That's the Feds. They don't can't decide whether they're going to taper or not. This is what's coming up. This is what we're going to see lying ahead. And we're going to spend some more shows very shortly dealing with it. But it does impact gold and silver, and the long term is extremely bullish for both metals. You want to get a hold of information or start the investing today, you can do so. Call Guildhall, 1-877-214-1711 or guildhallwealth.com. You can also sign up uh, for the newsletter and email questions, investing at guildhallwealth.com. Coming up on the 19th is the seminar, guys, uh, from 7 till 9 p.m., a wealth uh, of information. As a matter of fact, the Sheridan Parkway Hotel is where it's going to be, Highway 7 and Leslie. And you want to uh, get online to the website, get your seats now, limited capacity, so get on top of this, and you can see See the guys in person talk about gold and silver and fancy color diamonds. Get the investing happening today. Free subscription as well to the Precious Metals Advisor, Guildhall's premier market newsletter. We'll catch you next week on The Real Money Show.